Hi, I'm Pam Dunn, and for the next 10 minutes or so, join me in a conversation that will provide practical ways to access your inner wisdom. Since being wise means you will act and behave based upon your knowledge, what you know, it means when we know better, we can do better. There is immense wisdom in listening and learning from others. So what you hear today will provide infinite possibilities and opportunities for practice. Well, hello there and welcome everybody. This is Pam Dunn with 10 Minutes of Infinite Wisdom. And my guest today is Kathy Barnett. And we're going to be talking about what is perceived or could be perceived as somewhat of a heavy, hard topic. But I think you'll change your mind after you listen to Kathy. But what we're going to talk about today is the wisdom of death. Kathy is a coach and course leader for your Infinite Life Training and Coaching Company. She also is a nurse. And as a nurse, I'll let her talk a little bit more about this, but she's been in nursing a long time. And she helps patients in pain, as well as works on improving the systems at the hospital. So thank you very much for being with us today, Kathy. It is a pleasure. <laughs> well, let's get started. It seems a little odd to be sitting here smiling. And uh, I know this is audio, but I get, to, I get to see you, and I'm happy to see you. Uh, I, I'd love for you to just start by talking a little bit about you know, why you are talking about the wisdom of death. So set us up for that. <laughs> a phrase I've probably never heard before, right? The wisdom of death. You know, it's just, it's been a recurring theme in my life from infancy. I had a sister who died when I was a year old. There's always been a very tender spot inside of me that came from that, even though I never knew her in my conscious life. Lost a brother when um, we were both in our 30s. Uh, who is very dear to me. Both of my parents have now passed away. And probably the, the most traumatic, I think, of the death that I experienced was a dear friend of mine who uh, committed suicide on Christmas Eve many years ago. And I was present when it happened and it was devastating. Yeah. 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 You know, so I'd love for you to start letting people know that, you know, when we talked a little bit, there was a lot about the process that you went through, but there's so much that you learned uh, and that you can see who you are as a result of all of this loss. So will you speak a little bit to how you are with others as a result of how much loss you've experienced? You know, I think when you have those experiences, and, and all the deaths were different as well. Some were more, some were lingering illness, um, different ages, obviously. But, I, you know, as I say from my sister Jeannie, who died when I was young, when I was an infant, there was always just this, like, her name, to this day, her name will bring tears to my eyes, even though I never had really a you know, a relationship as we think of them. But I really do look back over time and I'm, I'm certain that 
that kind of steered me later in life to um, the career that I'm in. You know, she had been ill with cancer. My brother Bob was ill. By that time, I was a nurse. But I think it really shaped that in terms of a career choice at a very, very subconscious level. You know, I was a chemistry major in college, and I never thought about nursing school until pretty late in the game. But it became clear to me that I really wanted more human involvement in what I did with my life. And now that I work with people in pain, they are, in particular, as we all know, there's been an opioid crisis in our country, et cetera. It's a group that really gets marginalized quite a bit. And I think that in some way, you know, all of what has happened to me in my life kind of lends me uh, the ability to be with that group of people, not that they're a homogenous group, everybody's unique and different and where they're coming from with their pain, but um, there's often a lot of emotional overlay on that and a lot of, there's, there's shame and there's guilt and there's, you know, trauma in early life. And I think it's that, that kind of comes forward often into pain problems and chronic pain in adulthood. And it's just, really, I think, given me some um, credibility is not the word, but I think I, I can get where they're coming from and be really present with people trying to cope with their current situation. Yeah. You know, as you're saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's one of the the ways that you've been able, what you've learned in going through all of these experiences what you've put into creating wisdom in your life, what you've put into action is your ability to be more compassionate, to be understanding, to really listen, you know, to be more empathetic. I bet that you have a really unique ability to recognize that in people and to hold space for them. I think the, I think that would be true you know, to spot it when you, know, you got it, spot it when you got it, um, yeah. is being able to see that it's there and see what people are wearing, you know, even unconscious to themselves that they're holding some of that. And then yes, the compassion, because you know what it feels like to be in those shoes. And, you know, it's been 40 years of a nursing career, but I feel like I've reached a place where I remember the wife of a patient one day saying, doesn't this wear you out doing this kind of work? And I remember thinking and saying to her, not at all. I said, it's, um, it's like my pleasure to be able to be here with you and be able to help you and your husband over this hurdle. You know, that's really important to me. You can't do that when you're taking on you know, those things for someone else, but you can certainly do that when you can hold the space and to be with them, but not have to fix it for them, but to help be, um, you know, in service to them in that moment, as opposed to trying to fix it for them. That's so true. I bet too that during, you know, as you mentioned, all of them were different types of loss for you, different ways that they, that you experience that death. Was each one in the grief process different as well? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. In terms of how long it lasted, in terms of how, 
prominent it felt and how much it impacted the day-to-day. Um, each one was really unique and different, but, you know, looking back on each of them, every relationship was different too. So I, 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 I wouldn't want people to ever have an expectation that grief or the aftermath or the coping with the death should look the same every time because the relationship isn't the same and the death is not the same. So in some cases, I felt like people just sort of, you know, when, when my mother passed, it was more of a, a, a gentle leaving. You know, she was 92. When my friend committed suicide, it was exactly the opposite. And So that was um, a much more difficult aftermath. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And so what is it that, that you called upon or what do you call upon in that moment, you know, so that maybe our listeners might want to know since each one was different, what do you use in order to move through that process that you're in? Is it the same thing every time? I don't No, I don't think it's the same thing every time. Um, I can remember with my brother, Bob, you know, I was fairly, in fact, I had just given birth to my first child, and I was so, um, like, I can remember, like, eight months later, just kind of feel like, heartache, you know, just truly feeling an ache in my heart, and I've used that in my pain with conversations with patients because, you know, we often think that that's not real when the pain I felt in my heart was very real. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it had a physical effect. And after my father died, I didn't sleep really well for a number of months. And I think there are times when some, some of those symptoms may go on for a long time, but I think it's important to know that they're all kind of just a part of the picture. You know, that you, someone who's very important to you and who you love, when they leave you, it doesn't just like, you know, drift into the atmosphere, there is an impact. And there's a piece of you that has, you know, opened up a wound and that wound needs to heal. And some wounds are much bigger and more gaping than others. But I remember thinking when my heart was aching, is this going to be how it is for the rest of my life? And no, the answer is no. You know, it was a wound that was healing. And I think knowing that that's what's happening, like being able to even self-coach yourself through that to know this, mm-hmm. this is a part of the process and, um, you know, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I wish I had known to say that to myself at that time. <laughs> that's one of the things I learned, you know, at that point. Well, and that's beautiful wisdom to pass on, you know, to, uh, to our listeners Thank you. I I think that there's two things that I just want to make sure that I encapsulate about what you're saying. The first is I can tell, and, and we've talked about this, that, you know, what you were born to do was born from this loss, you know, and, and that happens for, for these losses that happens for a lot of us, but what you just talked about, I, re- I was realizing that very often when we have something occur in our life, it creates an opening for us. 
a wound as you spoke of it. But so often we're focused on what caused the opening rather than the opening itself. Right. And, and I love that you either innately or learned over, over time to focus on the opening rather than what caused the opening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. One of those things I think we never, in that moment, like when my heart is aching after my brother Bob died, um, I wasn't thinking, oh, it's all going to be fine. But I think it's important to know that the healing is happening and that you don't know what's going to come from that because that did inform so much of my career, my practice, my, the way I am with patients. I think I couldn't see that then, but looking back, I see it now. So you can't always see the gifts um, that you get from that. Yes, very important to remember. <laughs> you don't have to look for those when you're immersed in it. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Yes. The time that you will not see it is when you're Yes, ready. exactly. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. I've really appreciated this time. And those of you that want to see more about Kathy or see her beautiful face, you can find her at www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com. And be sure to subscribe and uh, rate and review our podcast. And thank you so much, Kathy. What a pleasure, Pam. Thanks. This was great. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And if you benefited from this podcast, please like and or comment in iTunes. Find more about our coaching and our offerings at www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com. And also, have a great week accessing your inner wisdom.